0: In this episode, we're going to talk about anger. My name is Justin Censeri. I'm a licensed energy family therapist and your fellow Pauline nerd. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. This one should be pretty safe. We're just talking about anger, but you know yourself best. So please put yourself first. If you need to take a break, please do so. I wrote a blog called Anger and I'm not going to read it, but I'm just going to kind of go based on that and talk more about it. Again, JustinLMFT.com. I have a blog there. So let's talk about anger. Anger is something that we, I think we both avoid and find comfort in. I think for the most part we avoid it. I think that if we feel anger, don't we feel like something's wrong or like that we are failing in some way or that we've done something wrong or that we're bad? Or if if someone is angry, they're bad. I hate hate, hate to put it that way, but isn't there a lot of um, resistance to it or, or avoidance of anger? It's a very powerful emotion. We might not be used to it, or maybe we are used to it, and that's the next part when it comes to comfort. But it's a very powerful emotion, right? And if you're coming from a dorsal vagal shutdown up your polyvagal ladder into your fight sympathetic energy, that can be very uncomfortable, and something doesn't quite feel right, you're not used to it. Because again, it's, it's a powerful emotion. It's a Anger is the emotion. It's it's powerful. It's it can be uncomfortable in that way. If you're used to li- living in a very shut down, disconnected, isolated, numb place, then all of a sudden feeling this sympathetic surge within you, it's it's way different. And I see that in therapy a lot. When I'm working with a client, who's coming out of their shutdown and into their fight sympathetic energy. That it's it's very uncomfortable, and they want to kind of avoid it in a way because they're not used to it. So they want to go back. They don't consciously want to, but they will begin to, I guess unconsciously, make these attempts to go back in a shutdown where things are comfortable. And if we're in like a ventral vagal place, uh, safe and social state, and then we drop down into our fight energy, there might be a feeling of, of failure as well. It's a different you know, path. But maybe if we go from safety into flight, in that we can't run away or avoid the situation we go down into the fight energy it can also be very uncomfortable as well just a different path you might feel like you're failing or something like that because again we associate anger with like bad or that like we don't have enough self-control and if we're feeling angry then we must be failing in some way but likewise anger could also be something that we find comfort in because when the when we're angry the world becomes Tameable. It, it's become something that we think or feel that we can dominate and control. And maybe that might be comfortable for some. To think that we we could use this power that we can get the world to submit, to bend to our will. So we might get a really big sense of power. And if you're if you're finding comfort in that power, seeing the world in that way, it might be very comfortable, because it, it's it might be a lot better than feeling like a constant victim. So feeling that might be a, a really, I don't want to say good, but it might be a good thing for you. It might feel like a good thing. We also might feel so good in this anger that we feel that the anger and the behavior is justified, or that it's righteous, and, may, and maybe at times it is. But when we get to that very angry place, and we're finding comfort in there, and we have seething power that we're taking out on our loved ones, the yelling and name-calling and accusations and bringing up the past when we're just sort of seething in it and feeling it and not relenting. In those moments, we feel very justified, don't we? I'm saying this because you did whatever it was. So that anger is comforting in a way. But on the recipient end of anger, it's a very scary thing. When someone gets really angry and they raise their voice or if they intrude upon your space, it can be a very scary, uncomfortable, domineering kind of thing. It's terrifying. And when that happens, if we're in our safe and social state, we might drop down or we probably will drop down into our anxious flight energy and we're probably going to want to get away from it. Or if you exist in a flight energy, that might cause you to drop down. If you can't escape from the situation, you might drop down into your own fight energy and it becomes a battle. Or you may neurocept that you can't run away, you can't fight, and so you go all the way down into your shutdown state, and it's more of a disconnection and a giving in a collapse kind of thing. Maybe not a literal collapse, but it might look more like a submissive, a submission. But of course, we want to get away from When someone's angry, we feel this urge to get away. I think it's pretty normal. It can be hard to be with someone who's in a very angry state, a very angry um, place. So even if they're not a direct threat to us, just being in the presence of someone who is very very angry might trigger our own sympathetic flight energy enough to where we do feel the need to leave the situation. We're picking up we're neurocepting accurately that there is a safe, not a safe mammal present, that the, whoever the person is that is in that angry state that is maybe um, too far down the ladder and out of their ventral vagal safety system we may accurately neurocept that this is no longer a safe mammal, a safe person. And so our biology says, let's go ahead and mosey on out of here. So we find, we avoid, we also find comfort in anger. Likewise, let's go into this as well. You or someone may find comfort in the anger of somebody else and sort of latch onto it and feel powerful, or feel righteous, or have purpose. They might attach to the anger of somebody else. Think about um, bullies. Bullies always have, or like gangs. There's always a dominant one, and there's, in the, and there's others that sort of latch on, who can feed off of that power. I think when it comes to latching on to and being attracted to anger there's something about the power of it that may quasi fulfill a need for the other person or probably help them feel protected probably help them feel protected it'll they'll probably see that as an avenue to release their own anger that this other powerful person is is utilizing their fight state their anger and there's a pull toward that and now i now i'm not alone and I can do this with somebody else. And you could probably see how something like that would grow. But let's talk about anger and what it is. It's an emotion. It's an emotion. It's it's different than a biological, a, a, a polyvagal state. It's an emotion that stems from the fight energy of the autonomic nervous system. So we have the fight, sympathetic, autonomic state, the polyvagal state, which feels like or can feel like anger. And you know, if you don't have access to the top of your polyvagal ladder, that you drop down into flight and then down into fight. If we can't run away or escape, we drop down into the uh, fight energy of the sympathetic nerve, uh, autonomic nervous system. So all of our polyvagal states can be felt as emotions. So the ventral vagal safety, the social engagement system, that might feel like happiness, it might feel like calm, it might feel like joy, playfulness, excitement, that those all kind of stem from a nice anchoring in the ventral vagal state. The sympathetic flight energy would feel like anxiety, nervousness, worry. Sympathetic fight energy would feel like anger, irritation, aggression. And the dorsal vagal shutdown would be, probably felt the sadness and emptiness and numbness, um, isolation, disconnection. But, before these things exist as emotions, they're really simply activating an activation of those polyvagal states, of those biological pathways. And if we can attune to the biology of these states, you can experience them as that, simply as that. And they have a purpose. The biology has a purpose within us. The fight sympathetic state in particular has a purpose of encroaching upon space, closing in space. This would be really good for hunting, obviously, right? This would be really good for if you have an attacker that you can't get away from to use that upper body fight energy to get that threat or that attacker to back off. So the biology has a purpose, and my biology would be able to see somebody else's fight sympathetic biology neurocept those cues, I would see that person, that mammal, lurching forward with their body posture, tense muscles, the brow furrowed, encroaching on my space. All these are indicators that that mammal is not safe and they actually might be ready to attack. So anger is not just this like feeling that we have in our bodies. It's not just something that we feel in the air or in our brain but it actually exists in our bodies, like in our muscles, in our heartbeat, in our faces. And you can experience anger. You can experience what lies underneath anger. I'm sorry, not you can experience anger, of course. But underneath the anger is the autonomic state of the fight the sympathetic energy. And you can actually experience that, and you, you would feel it in your body. But since anger is something that we tend to either avoid or relish in, like find comfort in, we're not really experiencing the biology of the fight sympathetic state. We're either avoiding the feeling of anger or soaking in it, really. Anger is the conscious level of experience. Underneath that conscious level of experience is the somatic felt experience of the sympathetic fight energy which is there for a reason and can be utilized if we mindfully attune to the experience of the fight sympathetic energy so it's there for a reason i'm not saying go beat up whoever needs to be beat up (laughs) i'm not saying uh, utilize it on another person don't do that please but the fight energy is there for a reason And if we can mindfully attune to it and and be with it, then our bodies will tell us, might tell us, can tell us, how to utilize the energy. And it might just be flexing and releasing. It might be screaming out loud. It might be punching a punching bag mindfully and feeling that. It might be playing with a fidget and just squeezing and releasing. So in our lives today, we probably are not extremely in touch with the biology of ourselves as an organism as a living organism we're not really in touch with our autonomic nervous system you're learning about it hopefully through this podcast but really it comes down to can you experience your body as an organism on that level and if you can then you can mindfully utilize uh, whatever state you're in you can mindfully be with and let it do what it needs to do. You can allow and witness your autonomic nervous system self-regulate. And so you can mindfully just witness that. It's really it's actually a really cool experience. To see it happen and, and to feel the shifts, the autonomic shifts. And to really watch yourself climb up the polyvagal ladder. It's very, very cool. But we don't do that. We don't we don't really slow down enough to feel ourselves on that organismic level right ourselves as an organism as a, as a mammal as a living organism if we don't experience that and let our bodies do what they need to do then what happens is that energy stays there and kind of builds up it builds up in our body if it affects our bodies you've heard of uh, probably allostatic load which is the accumulation of sympathetic energy, stress energy in the body over time. So why don't we allow our bodies to naturally do what it needs to do? And that's because it's uh, it's uncomfortable. It's also, it can be a scary thing. So fear keeps us down the ladder. Vulnerability keeps us down the ladder. Just on that individual level of yourself as an organism, the feeling of, Dread and vulnerability and exposure and insecurity keeps you down the ladder. If you were in the present moment fully and embracing your body fully, you'd be able to mindfully be with yourself and climb, the body would climb the polyvagal ladder. Since we don't do that, what happens is that that energy stays there and we can become too sympathetically charged which would look like and feel like anxiety and aggression or anger. So rather than feeling the biology of it, now we're experiencing the the kind of like the next level up, which is we're like one step removed or more, I guess, but we're at least one step removed from the biology and now we're feeling it as an emotion, which can still do a lot of good feeling it as emotion but we're one step removed from the biology. At least that's how I conceptualize it. If you're not experiencing the biology of it, then what you're feeling are the emotions of the biology that needs to do what it needs to do, but it's kind of stuck. And this can feel like anxiety. If you have too much of that flight energy and it can't do what it needs to do, it'll feel like anxiety and worry and nervousness and all that stuff. And if you have too much fight, Sympathetic energy, then you'll feel it as anger. If you can't be with the biology of what your fight sympathetic state needs to do, then you'll feel it as uh, the emotion of anger. And if we're down the ladder too far, as you know by now, we lose access to our safety biological pathways, which means we lose access to the present moment, And we need that. That's what we need. is What we need uh, is to be in the present moment in order to attune to ourselves on that organism level, mammalian level, and to allow our bodies to do what they need to do. And then if we can do that, that would really relieve our bodies of the strain of the constant engine running of the sympathetic system. The sympathetic energy of flight and fight, it's supposed to be used in large bursts of movement. It's not supposed to be around for a long time. It's supposed to be used immediately in large bursts of movement, running, pushing, lifting. You're supposed to use it all up at at once, really, in, in a very short amount of time. It's not supposed to live within us day after day after day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. It's supposed to be used for running for fighting not this ongoing accumulation of flight by energy this this will lead to a significant misuse of bodily resources dr porges call says that we need our safety system active to be able to utilize bodily resources for health and growth and restoration so if our bodily resources are being used for defense we're not using it for health and growth and restoration so accessing the safety biological pathways will allow that to happen. And if we lose access to the present moment, if we lose access to our being with our bodies or ourselves, our felt experience of the present moment, then we've lost access to the social engagement, the ventral vagal safety pathways. So the, the present moment is the answer. It's always the answer I'm I'm finding out. And the way you get there is by accessing the ventral vagal safety pathways. This is the biological circuitry that is responsible for social engagement, for play, for calm, for joy. And we don't have to have 100% access to this, but just enough in order to notice what's happening within us to return to the present moment and then allow that sympathetic fight energy to do what it needs to do. And that will alleviate the experience, the conscious experience And the emotion of anger. So what what I'm asking people to do is to eventually, not right now maybe, but eventually work towards feeling emotions and then underneath that experiencing the bodily somatic experience of your biology, of your polyvagal state. Not easy to do, but, but it is doable over time. And as the more you do that, the more you're going to build a tolerance for that sympathetic fight energy. You'll be able to notice it more and more and stay and stay anchored in your ventral vagal safety system more and more. And as we can stay in the ventral vagal safety system, then we can feel that stuck sympathetic energy more and more and mindfully watch it. And doing those even in little bursts will allow that, that fight sympathetic energy to start to discharge and we'll start to climb our polyvagal ladders. And if you can do this, it's not uncommon to feel things like tingles and waves and temperature changes, muscle contraction and relaxation, breathing shifts. You'll uh, breathe, if you're in that sympathetic state, you'll breathe more in your chest. And if you can successfully climb the polyvagal ladder, you'll start probably breathing more into your belly deeper, a little bit slower, especially on the exhale, you'll, you'll be able to start to do that more and more. When it comes to all of our feelings, not just anger, we have to be able to watch them with curiosity and not with judgment and evaluation. And I think like what I said at the beginning was when we feel anger, we want it to go away or we revel in it and let it hang out for a while. But that's not watching it with curiosity. That's not experiencing our emotions curiously. That's not sitting with the feelings and attempting to experience them. No, not it's not easy. I know, and it probably won't happen immediately, but it is possible. And this, of course, depends on what your personal capacity is to do so. So what I'd recommend is that you be gauging, and this is yeah, some evaluation does come into play here. And I think it's okay. But you have to kind of be, be gauging and assessing just personally, where am I at? What's my capacity for doing this kind of work? And be honest with yourself. And there's no judgment here. There's no blame. It, it, it is what it is. Just what's my capacity right now to be able to, to do the kind of stuff Justin's talking about? You just have to be honest with yourself. You don't have to be shameful. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to judge yourself. You just have to be honest, that's all. And if you can't handle what I'm talking about right now, it is what it is. If you can handle some, awesome. If you can handle none, at least you know it. And now you can get to work. If you need someone to be with you, okay. If you need to buy a program, fine. So just stop the judging. Be honest with what you can handle. Be honest with what you... Because, and if you can be honest with, you, with what you can handle, that will tell you, well, here's my next step. And if doing a five-minute meditation is too much for you, then you're not going to go do that you might set it so that you do a one-minute meditation. If sitting in quiet and meditating is not your thing, then you might go on to, I think there's like guided meditations on YouTube probably for days. Like you can find a short guided meditation on YouTube, but you have to be honest with yourself with what you can handle and what you're curious about. If you're not interested in meditation whatsoever, but you can handle going for a walk around your block in the sunlight with no, in just silence, that might be your next step. But you have to take away the judgment. You gotta be curious about what you can handle. Be honest with yourself. And then mindfully do the thing that you think you can do. And you might have to do it a little bit at a time. It can it can be overwhelming. All This is probably not gonna happen all at once, and that's okay. So a little bit at a time is completely appropriate. And that's how though I work in therapy. I don't really push my clients to feel all their stuff all at once, all their pain, all their emotions, all their feelings, all their bodily stuff. It's just it's a little at a time, as much as they can handle. And then we pull it back and and uh, access a safety anchor, something that we know for them brings them back to the present moment. And that's how we strengthen anything. That's how it's just practice by doing things a little, challenging yourself a little bit at a time. And this is the same thing, building the strength of your vagal break. That's what we're talking about here. And I actually have a course that I designed with these factors in mind. It's called Building Safety Anchors. It is 30 days, specific learning, specific doing. It's not for everyone. It's It really isn't. It's for the person that knows that they would be best served through a digital course. And that this person can also commit to 30 days of guided practical and bite-sized actions. You could actually learn what the heck a safety anchor is. I have the first learning module for free on the blog. And actually, I published it to this podcast, I want to say like a month ago, maybe, maybe two. So go back a little bit in the podcast. And you'll see an episode called building safety anchors. And that's the first uh, lesson, I just gave it out for free, you know, learn what the heck I'm talking about here. And I'll give you a couple examples in there also. But yeah, building safety anchors is all about helping someone identify what for them they can do that feels more in the present moment is is identifying and I think I have six different areas, identifying six different things that they, six different areas where they can identify specific anchors that bring them back to the present moment. But anyhow, this is where I recommend that you start. This is the starting place. This is where I recommend anyone start, which is what brings you to the present moment. What brings your specific consciousness to the present moment? What helps you to feel safe, to feel connected, to feel calm, maybe playful? What makes you smile? What, what brings you to smile? If you don't know, that's okay. This, this is the perfect time to start figuring it out. That's okay. Yesterday's done. It's over. Tomorrow's coming. So I think today is probably the best time to take a step in the right direction so that we're better prepared for tomorrow right point being anger is not the issue the stuck fight energy is the issue the issue is not being in the present moment the issue is not being able to mindfully be with the the experience of yourself as a polyvagal organism. thank you so much for listening to this i hope you enjoyed it i'm gonna have a link in the description to my course if you're interested in learning more about it again it's called building safety anchors and I think it could be really helpful for the right person who's ready to learn in that way and ready to really invest in and take action on making change.